everyone. Welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in Matthew 26. I want to share verses 6 to 13 with you. And then let's talk just for a few minutes today about the Lord's extravagant love for us. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a, a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. So, uh, since Jesus says that the preaching of the gospel will always be accompanied with the discussion of this woman's extravagant act of love and devotion to Jesus Christ, um, well, let's, let's do that. Let's discuss it. And first of all, I, I think that it's important just to recognize what an incredibly expensive gift this was, um, especially to pour it out in total. El elsewhere in the scriptures, we learn that this perfume, that it, it was worth a year's wages. So just stop for a second and, and consider whatever it is that your wages are, this makes it very proportional because whatever our wages are, that's how much this would cost. And, and so when you think about having something that, that is that kind of value, like something that I have that is worth a year's wages, and then in a moment to give it away. I, uh, I'll be honest with you, I might have thought to um, <laughs> just pour a little bit out, you know, uh, maybe, maybe dab a little on my fingers and tap, you know, tap Jesus uh, on the neck a couple of times, you know, give him, give him just a little bit, but not, not, uh, not this woman. Um, she poured it all out uh, for Jesus Christ. And, and at least some of the disciples, if not all, um, they believed at some level that this was a waste, that the, the thought was, you know, we should have sold this. You could have just put it in our hands. We, we would have sold it and given the money to, to the poor. Um, and, and there's a certain logic to that, right? Uh, Jesus had said to the rich, rich man, the rich young man, you know, go and sell everything you have, give the money to the poor, come and follow me. Okay, got it. There's some sense to that. But in fact, John tells us um, in, in his account that, that in fact, it was just Judas. Judas didn't really want to give the money to the poor. He just wanted to kind of embezzle the money for himself. And Jesus says here also that they will always have the poor with them, but they won't always have him. And some might think that this is an excuse to actually be unconcerned for the poor, but uh, my goodness, it's it's impossible to actually read the Bible and come to that conclusion. It's impossible in particular to read the Gospels and come to that conclusion that what, that's what Jesus was saying. As a matter of fact, uh, Jesus was, was pointing back to Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 11. This is what we read here. 
There will always be some in the land who are poor. That is why I'm commanding you to share freely with the poor and with other Israelites in need. So there's no way that, that Jesus is saying, hey, don't worry about the poor anymore. They don't really matter. That, that's not at all what Jesus is saying here. Now, it, it could be argued that this woman who makes this extravagant gift, um, that she is, that this is Mary, it, it could be argued that this is another anointing in addition to the one that is recorded in, in John chapter 12. It, it seems likely that this, is, that this is Mary, but regardless of that, this is from this woman, let's, let's just say Mary, because it seems very likely that, that this is her, that this is a physical representation of the gospel and a physical representation of our response to the gospel. In John 12, 3, uh, John records that this, this sweet scent of perfume just filled the house. And, and it seems to me that that's why, probably at least part of why John uh, takes care to record this because the other gospels don't record that detail. And, and he seems to think that that's very important that, that the sweetness of this fragrance just filled the house. Um, it is a fragrant, expensive sacrifice. And, and as we think about the sacrifice of the Son of God, um, my goodness, what, what, a, what a pleasing aroma that is that sacrifice, the, the, the aroma of His love and, and it just poured out on the cross. What, what, a, what a sacrifice was made. God gave His Son. The Son poured out His life for us. And it seems to me that at this point, Mary, perhaps more than anybody else, this seems entirely likely to me, understood what Jesus was about to do um, more than anybody else. Um, and in her love and gratitude, not only does she, does she point to the gospel, this extravagant gift that is Jesus pouring out his life for us on the cross, not only is she pointing to the gospel and honoring Jesus for it, it is her love and gratitude that's being poured out as a fragrant offering to Jesus. And, and this, is, this is the life that we live. Instead of picturing this bottle of perfume, friends, or even a year's wages, I think, that we're meant to see our lives being poured out uh, for the sake of Jesus Christ in love and gratitude for what He's done for us, for what He's given us, for who He is to us, for His love, His grace, His, His mercy, forgiveness for the eternal life that He's provided for us, that we would pour out our lives for Jesus Christ. And, and, and always, it seems to, be, as, to me as we're wrapping up, to always be very prayerful about our proper doing, our proper duty at the right time. Um, I, I'll give you a for instance. At uh, the, the church that we served previously, we built, we built a new education building, and as we're in that process and we're raising money for it and so forth, 
the there was there was a discussion somebody raised with me and and I and I actually think this is a really good discussion to have and he made the point that my goodness if we took that money what could we do how many poor people could be helped how many could be could be served how how many operations could be funded and and so forth and and all of that is is true and it is it is worth praying through all of that and yet pointed out to him that this is this is in honor of Jesus. This is about his ministry. And the truth is, if we don't have a place where we can, we can meet and we can share the gospel with folks and we can grow folks as disciples of Jesus Christ, uh, we, will, we will give all of that away. And, and then when we're gone, that will be it. And, and so there has to be some sort of balance. There, there is a way to press that the other direction, certainly. And you get like televangelists, um, you know, flying in in their private jet and saying, "Oh, I had to have the private jet for the ministry, right?" And um, and and by the way, I, I don't, I'm not going, I'm not hitting around that I need a jet. Um, <laughs> but but my point is that to see the proper duty at the right time, that certainly the Lord has called us to serve the poor. But there, there is also a place for, for worship and there's a place for gathering and digging into the Word and being discipled. And, and all of this actually requires resources and we place our, ourselves, our resources, all of it before Jesus and we say, Lord, lead us by your Spirit. Lead us by your Spirit. We are yours. An offering poured out for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.